If you like this podcast, please support it. Go to patreon.com slash witchpolice and help us improve the show. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network, garbagehillnetwork.com. Radio. This is a kind of an interesting way this happened because our guest today has sort of been involved with the witch police thing in that you worked the door <laughs> at one of our shows a few months ago. Um, I guess for people who listen to the show regularly, you know that I don't go to shows as much as I would like to. I complain about that kind of all the time. And um, so one of the things I do to find new local music is either go from recommendations from other local artists or just scour the internet and find everyone I can find on Instagram and Facebook and, and Twitter and stuff. So uh, our guest today, uh, somehow, I don't know how I, I stumbled upon your stuff, but I was already kind of following you on a, on a few things, Instagram for sure, and I'd already heard a bunch of your stuff and liked it, and then we found ourselves without a door person for the last mix-up show, and you just randomly volunteered. I did, yes. Which is kind of cool that that worked out like that, because you were kind of on my unofficial list of people I was going to ask to be on the podcast anyway. So it just so, worked out. Yeah, serendipity, I guess, yeah. It's kind of cool that that, uh, that happened. I remember that was the week I had just had an event, and the person who was scheduled to work the door wasn't able to, so I yeah. felt, when I saw the message on Instagram saying, we would really appreciate someone to work the door, I felt that, oh man, they would really appreciate it. Yes, yeah, I know did, that yeah, feeling. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we, uh, when we first did one of those shows at the Park Theatre, we didn't realize that they didn't have like a built-in door person, so we had yeah. to scramble last minute. And this time we thought we had somebody, but then it fell through. So yeah, anyway, I'm glad, thank you for doing that. But also thank you for being on the real show, the real show, to talk thank about you your own me. music. So um, yeah, it's very, very cool. I like this building we're in right now. I've done another interview in here before on a different floor, but it's... Uh, Winnipeg has all these nice old kind of loft style areas in all these old buildings in the exchange that maybe I always don't realize they're there. I drive past the buildings or walk past the buildings like a thousand times in my life and you don't realize what's actually inside, but they're very cool. This is a nice setup for playing music, I think, too. Yeah, behind like sort of the nondescript walls, there's so much behind. Yeah. The week, like, And I could have never imagined this unless I walked through the walls myself. So yeah, and it just gets more and more eclectic, the yeah. more that I get used to the idea that like yeah these types of buildings exist a little bit everywhere yeah it's kind of one of those weird hidden things in Winnipeg that I think because uh, there's so much old stuff here that for sure. people just walk right past and there's so much that hasn't even been used for sure so yeah. much is not even tapped into there's probably stuff that's just been sitting there for 40 years no one's even been in yeah but anyway we're here we're here to talk about we're here to talk about your music so um, like I said I uh, I haven't seen you play live uh, we're gonna hear some live songs from you today which is very exciting but um, yeah, I, I kind of discovered, probably through someone else recommending you, and I can't think of who it would have been now, but I mean, that's sort of how one I find things. One of those things. online things. Yeah, one yeah, of those online things. I know how. Yeah, and I really liked it. Um, cool. I, uh, you know, there's so many local bands and so many people doing so many different things, especially, I mean, I've been doing this show since 2012, and there's, uh, so a lot of people have talked to you, right? So it's very rare when I find something that, that is unique enough, I'm like, oh, I want to have this person on the show, because there's a lot of punk bands, <laughs> there's a lot of rappers, there's a lot of, but you're doing something different. I mean, you're doing something that is, uh, from what I can, what I hear from it anyway, uh, it kind of harkens back to sort of the like mid to late nineties, neo soul stuff. Uh, you know, obviously you're doing R&B music. Uh, you probably define it in 20 other different ways because everyone defines their own music their own way. But what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you call what you play? It's R&B. Okay. It's R&B today. R&B is such, such a vague genre, right? I mean, R&B, depending on who you're talking to, can mean, like 20 different things so you're totally right i remember recently speaking to someone and they they said okay r&b so you're saying stevie wonder right right oh yeah. or r&b okay so you're talking um aliyah right and so yeah what like the spectrum is so wide it's crazy yeah i'm very i you can hear a lot of 90s yeah so yeah you did mention the 90s i'm i try to capture that era um and some of it's just ingrained. Yeah. Uh, and then there's just a bit of like, yeah, I love hip hop. I like um, that whole very grimy, gritty drum beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of that, so the 90s, 2000s, but 
Um, I don't, yeah. Like you said, you can describe it so many different it's, ways. It's hard, right? Yeah. And I, I, hate, I hate starting with that question, too, because no one, I mean, unless you're playing something like where you're very strictly like a country singer or something, it's hard, it's hard to do, right? It's hard to, and even there, there's all these subgenres of subgenres and, and things like that. But yeah, like, like I said, when I, when I heard it, I got a 90s kind of R&B, what they call neo-soul sort of vibe from it. And uh, it, it kind of makes sense if that's what you're... You're it makes hearing. me happy to hear. I'm yeah. happy to hear this is what you got from me. Well, because a lot, I mean, and especially you mentioned hip hop, right? A lot, a lot of that stuff in that era. Um, it was really closely tied in with some of the best hip hop of that era too. Like there was, you know, people doing really kind of experimental, uh, challenging things with both. You know, and it was kind of I guess a different pocket from what was yeah. on the radio. But, Definitely, know. with I think with some of the things that I write, some of the things that I'm drawn to, there is an element of okay, this is R and B, where the way that the elements of the song are put together. Right. Just like the way that they're mixed to the ear. It's okay, we can think of it this era that this is sort of echoing, but yeah, there are inflections of like when you're trying to do something challenging on both sides. So instrumentally, yeah. not just challenging, but trying to create some type of interest. So that's why I say R&B because in the 90s, they were implementing sometimes some really obscure progressions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That sometimes lost some people because they were like appeared convoluted so it's trying to find that balance and then still sound like myself yeah in there. for sure well what kind of uh, what kind of background do you have in music like is this your first attempt at, at being a musical project as yourself or had you been played with other people in the past or any other projects that you've done up to this point well this is so my project that i'm doing now sort of formulated pretty slowly took a hiatus and even me being op operating or even booking anything for it but around 2013 i would say okay. this summer i started saying oh well i'll gig i was i was doing duo gigs um with a bass player or i was maybe even singing okay very very low-key and then um i sort of stopped for 2015 and then here i am now like starting in the New Year of 2015, 2016. And you seem to be doing a fair amount of shows and stuff too, right? I keep seeing things pop up where you're playing some, somewhere or the other. So that's a, is it now more kind of an active thing where you're, you're actually pursuing shows and, and recording and stuff? Yeah, like I'm trying to focus on playing regularly, not just weekly, but even, you know, weekly and maybe two or three times a week, every other week. So just cool. really being seasoned and having shows not to be so much a buildup as just something that is going to be a regular thing. So I'm steadily building on something. Okay. Sometimes when there's a deadline there, that even pushes me a little harder. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm focusing a lot of time on being active around the city. And it's funny, you so said like you see me popping up everywhere because yeah. I always feel like in the back of my mind, oh, I'm not playing enough shows. Right, right. Man, I have an entire week. I have two weeks till I'm playing out again. I should be playing nightly, but then I play five shows back to back and I sound like this, you know? Right, or right. There's, there's a rasp, there's fatigue. So I'm almost glad that, yeah, it, it's coming across. Well, there are a lot of shows being played, Yeah, but yeah. There's just more. That's what I'm trying to say. What's well, good? Right? That's what yeah. you, we want. You want to, you want to be playing all the time, I guess. Exactly. Like, cool. Yeah, I'm lucky to be doing, be able to do that right now too. So where do you, where do you think you fit in in the local music scene? Because I mean, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, it's pretty varied in Winnipeg. There's so many different kinds of music, and then there's shows happening like constantly at whatever venues. But I mean, I, I feel like, I mean, if, if you were strictly a hip hop act, there'd be a very clear cut place where you go. I mean, not, not, not that they don't cross over with other genres, but there's kind of a, there's this scene. If you're a punk artist, there's this scene. There's country, but I mean, R&B, obviously there are other people doing R&B in the city, but because it's such a nebulous genre where people, you know, it's like, there's the 60s throwback stuff. There's the kind of more pop stuff. There, and there's that, like, is there kind of a group of artists that, that you feel like you fit in with in, in the city or a particular scene that you feel part of? That's such a good question. I certainly don't feel like I am part of any scene whatsoever, not because I don't feel um, a sense of welcome in any particular yeah. scene, but it's it's clear that when I share my own music, original music or either covers that I play, it sits somewhere on its own. Mm -hmm. And not to see that, say that there's never been anything like it or that there never will be, but it's just quite clear that it's not the norm. There are other R&B artists in the city and to that respect every R&B artist has such like a, a distinct flavor of their own For sure. that yeah sure I sit with R&B artists 
the the ones that we are familiar with in the city but we're still even we're not even quite alike i i play with um a band sometimes a trio and okay. so they uh some of the people that i play with have either been studying at the u of m jazz program have graduated or um something to that extent so yeah there are those inflections in the music so i yeah, think sure. that it's receivable with people who like jazz like a little bit of that taste but i don't think when you say like where do i sit within the community or yeah. within the scene i mean I, I think if you ask not just me but anyone they say i'm not too sure if that's even anywhere to place it right it just it's just on its own doing its thing do you think that's a positive thing in the sense that you can potentially play a show with whoever i mean because you're not sort of pigeonholed into a particular area particular subset of the winnipeg scene in my eyes yes i've been it's been proven though that that's not how everyone necessarily feels about it like i've certainly heard people say at some points oh you know we'd love to do a show together it's just that our our scene is very folk or right. our scene is very rock right and so you're and you're on like the cusp on in your own certain way so we're just not super sure and that's just a real thing that i've heard and so is it a good or bad thing it just depends how i look at it which depends exactly what i'm trying to do right as well
on one hand, it's really easy to, as a listener of music, to sort of stick yourself in a corner and only listen to the stuff you like, but it's also extremely easy to be inundated with just everything. I mean, you can have maybe 30, 20, 30 years ago, you wouldn't have had a kid who was listening to hip hop and listening to death metal and listening to, you know, jazz or something all combined. But now, because the internet's there, everything's so, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> no, it's, but it's not it's, part it's, of it. It's like one or the other, right? Sure. People either are just stuck in their thing or they kind of sample a bit of everything. So it's hard to know where, how to define it. People hate that question, the defining yourself question, but. It, yeah, it's tough. I think when, I admire when I hear people answer it and it's, and it's, and they're just being honest because you can just tell that like no one ever really knows. It's yeah. Like we're here in this moment and like maybe in a couple years that what I'm doing and the way I'm playing my music is going to evolve to something totally different. So yeah, everyone hates it, but we usually <laughs> hate it because we're not sure ourselves. Right. So you got to get sure about it. Right. Maybe, right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe it could be for sure. So. <laughs> Again, it's hard to say. I, I hate asking that question, but keep I, it open. it's something I always want to know too, right? Because I mean, I, I have with anybody in my, as a listener, I, I know where I put them in my head. Like I file someone away based on what I hear in the music. I mean, like, like I said, when we first started, Always, yeah. I'm hearing a nineties R and B thing. So it's like, click, there's a nineties R and B artist, but that's not necessarily all that you, I mean, just from what you're saying yeah. and just from listening to other stuff too the jazz is very strong in it and I mean there's some stuff you had on Instagram I think it was where you're playing acoustic guitar which totally changes the the vibe of the from there the, from the keyboard stuff right yeah, like definitely. so yeah I don't yeah. know it's, it's, uh, maybe we'll do a bit of that later yeah for sure yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. so I mean where does that uh, okay obviously I'm assuming the keyboard is your, your primary instrument right it is yeah so what kind of background do you have with that are you uh, I mean have you been playing p piano for, for ages are you one of those people who kind of has like a long time because I know a lot of people who play keyboards in whatever type of music, and they're a lot of them are super hardcore, and they've like you're playing piano since they were three, and they've been doing it ever since. It was like three. Yeah, no. I, was like, I was about eight, <laughs> okay. and then I was okay. sort of dabbling, like taking a lesson in a very casual way. Um, but it was a cl I studied classically. Okay. Till I was about eighteen, and then there were some times when it was just a very recreational thing. Sometimes I took it quite seriously and spent quite a bit of my days in high school, junior high, like dedicating time to practice. And then there are times, and for the most of it, let's just be honest, where I wasn't super dedicated right, right. to the practicing. So, but that's the background is I studied a bit of piano. I um, took very like, a few jazz lessons just to be acquainted with, because there's just like a lot of different terminology and ways of Sure, yeah. noting things so just being introduced to that but that's the extent of the training okay um, just going from again it's a fairly small body of work that I've actually heard uh, of yours but you seem to have and I don't know how to describe it hopefully you can but there's a, like a certain tone you have on the on the keyboard that is kind of like this uh, again it's more I guess maybe throwback to the 90s sort of stuff it's like a soft warm sort of sound coming off it which is and I don't know if that's just your personal preference of, of tone to use on the keyboard but is there something you're trying to do Sound-wise, out of the keyboard, that maybe is uh, unique to, to, to your songs or fits your songs? I think, um, well, the, the tone I use itself, which is often like a Rhodes yeah, yeah, okay. sound. Um, and when you say it's warm, when you say it sort of has that tone, I think it's just very appropriate to... When I, when I made the transition from, okay, like I said, studying classics yeah, yeah. to sort of introducing myself to jazz, uh, it made so much sense. It was almost like hearing these new chords or practicing these new chords um in classical it would just be an acoustic piano a grand piano right, sound right which is now, very different yeah. now i can kind of use a tone that better represents the idea i'm going for so that's i'm just trying to use what's appropriate for the song okay. and this is just like this is just one of those sounds yeah it's a lot of r&b it's inspired by it like even yeah some jazz the funk era even 70s okay um i'm excited to start exploring the synth world yeah, yeah, that's, um, well, that's totally opens up a new thing, right? Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you done much with synth in the past, or is it mostly? I can't just... say I have. I think um, there's a lot of great synth keyboards that I've just like sort of played along with. I think performing live with it, it's going to be totally different. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, there's just totally different types of songs, but yeah, a lot of studying happening. A cool, lot of self study. Cool. Well, and I guess the the benefit of uh, of having a keyboard too is you can you can mess with the sounds you can kind of you know come yeah. up with your own thing versus okay. a piano where you I mean piano is versatile to a point right mm -hmm. Ooh. 
passions and battling bouts Occasional depression as well as my own artistic expression Steadily ignoring the popular opinions Passions turn to religion No time to listen to the reasons for saying Never take a gig that ain't paying Telling me I should keep this on the side Truth is, it's the only time I truly feel Certainly, I'm searching for nothing. I have myself behind a smiling face, so used to run to. Operating out of violence was numbing. I heard my heart beat on me something. Ooh, when you're feeling hopeless, yes, jaded and resented. But can't get ahead. No, stretching out your last check. Keep on to the subconscious adolescence. Yeah, all the ones whose fathers up and left. Parents who ain't ready yet When you do a shit to ask for help Keep on Time and time I gave up on myself Sometimes I'm about to deal with right to mental health learn No one can care for me the way that I deserve just the most high and the author of my diary verses rehearse this Countless times transcribed them into rhymes Dedicated to impressionable youth Searching for some form of the truth He's longing for acceptance, she's afraid of a boyfriend's aggression Struggling through their own internalized oppression Death to the sound of their inner voice Give the road no struggle, it's the only choice Now, but certainly I'm certain of nothing I have myself behind a smiling face, so it's a button Operating autopilot, it's not me Your heartbeat's telling you something When you're feeling hopeless When you're dead and resented As for him, keep on, ooh, keep on, keep, keep on, keep going on strong, keep, keep on, keeping on, keep on, keep, keep on, keep going on strong, so keep on keeping on, so keep on going. And then the acoustic guitar stuff, is that something you do live as well? Or is that just something you do when you're kind of writing or, or coming up with ideas? Or Very rarely do I play the guitar live. I'm still sort of trying to hone the skills on the instrument. Okay. So like, I, I guess just having played piano for quite some time, there's a level that I'm hoping to get the guitar at before I start saying, okay, I'm going to come out here and right. play this in front of people and take your money for it. Yeah, right, 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 right. But just like, depending on the place, depending on the context, it makes an appearance. Um, it's a great writing tool. I haven't been playing it or haven't familiarized myself with the instrument as much as I'd like to yet. But it opens up, like I've been talking to friends, it just opens up a different level or just a different type of artistry in our brain. Because I'm used to either picking up a pencil and writing a song or sitting at the keyboard right. or just singing a melody. So, but now... I can play this entirely different instrument, and it just totally informs the writing in a different way. So I'm trying to get the guitar up. Well, I guess it like it, it's a different use of your brain too, right? Because piano. I mean, I've played in a lot of shitty bands over the years, and I usually play guitar, but I have played keyboard in a few of them, and I'm not good at keyboard. Like I'm, I, I'm very limited. I can do a few chords, and that's all I really need to do for whatever I was using it for. But I feel like as someone who 
started out playing guitar, I can very easily, it's like, it makes sense to me, you know? But piano, you split your brain in half for the two different hands, and I, I can't, I, can't, I just can't figure it out. So I, I imagine it must be weird going the other way around, where you're used to being able to do that, and then switching to this thing where both hands are <laughs> kind of yeah. related to what they're doing. Like. But doing totally different things, right? Playing yeah. totally different roles. I mean, at the keyboard, yeah, just totally different game when you're picking up the guitar. Yeah, I mean, even though you can play the same thing on both, it's, yeah, just a... It's a different way of thinking. Yeah, it's brain. <laughs> Our brains, right? Yeah. Is there, a, is there anyone locally that you kind of came up going to shows of or, or listening to that, that sort of inspired you to get into this or to start start writing your own songs, playing your own songs? I mean, did you have a, a history of going to, going to local shows or anyone that kind of prompted you, whether it was in person or just through your own listening? Um, yeah, I think, so friends at the time, there's a lot of encouragement with people I live with and friends or in the early game, like when I said 2013, to say, oh, you know, um, realize your songs fully. You know, yeah. there are some songs there. Um, and I was living with someone at, at that point in 2011, um, and she was just starting to sort of formulate her songs as well. Okay. So I've just been, sur I've been surrounded by people who very much saw that, okay, being a professional musician or being a performing musician in the city is totally realistic. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, I didn't necessarily have that idea growing up until very recently, maybe in the past five years, okay. that I even think that, okay, wow, you can really be playing music. And even at that, it is hard. So at this point, um, I I think the people that I play with, with the trio, and when I see how involved they are, because I'm not a student at the program, but right. when I see how involved they are and how demanding their program is, for sure, for sure. that already is there's a spillover effect to me to say okay i don't necessarily have someone cracking the whip over my back right but these shows aren't going to book themselves so just being even exposed to the culture of just okay this is how demanding booking shows are that's yeah. kind of the, but i wouldn't necessarily say there's one person who who got me into gigging but a lot of encouragement from friends and fellow musicians for sure that's good yeah. Um, do you think that this is something that's, that comes up on the show fairly often because you know it's Winnipeg centric and we like to talk about Winnipeg on here? Mm -hmm. um, do you think that Winnipeg makes it easy—not easy, but makes it possible—to be able to, 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 you know, go for it as a musician? Like, I mean, do you think the city, in terms of how many shows are available or how affordable it is to live compared to other cities, things like that, do you think it's a benefit to living here that you actually, if you want to make a go of it, it's it's doable for people to try? It is very doable in Winnipeg. Like a lot of people seem to be able to, you know, whether they succeed or not, actually going for it is, is something that's possible from what I've seen anyway. Like, yeah, the, the notion of playing a show um, and charging a cover and receiving that compensation is like so not out of reach for any, yeah. for actually for virtually anybody. anybody. Yeah, I mean, they, let, be they, honest, they like, let me do stupid shows for the <laughs> podcast, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I think it's, it's a pretty good um, playground, I almost want to say, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah, yeah. It's not that juvenile of an idea. <laughs> where people can experiment with ideas for shows. For sure. We have we have shows that happen once and will never happen again. But because people express an interest, they want to go out and yeah. they want to support friends. Sometimes it's not even um, focused on the theme of the night, but that they know that their friends are going to be there. So that right. exists in Winnipeg. So I think it is a good place to practice, a good place to develop skills. Like and a launch pad, maybe, for people to kind of take off? Exactly. Um, where people will come out to shows. At the same time, like, for someone, like we said, like myself, who I'm playing music, which isn't necessarily in the pocket of, of a lot of other people, yeah. that I'm drawing from people who may, it may resonate with, or it might just not really sit well with, too. So I think it's just different. It depends on what you're trying to do, like we said. Right. Um... And this is a kind of a bit of a digression, but like in terms of like avoiding trying to politize myself to like, okay, this is what I know people like to hear and people will probably support it. Yeah. And so trying to avoid that too is, is something that I always try to keep in mind as well. As e uh, as perceived easily it might be to be getting out here. Right. It's not for everybody. No, for sure. Yeah. Dep I mean, it depends what kind of thing you're doing and what, what, what the audience is uh -huh. sort of prepared for and stuff, right? So, yeah, for sure. For sure. So you... um. Have you released anything yet? Are you? Uh, is there anything available people can hear other than a few songs on SoundCloud and things like that? It's all in the works. In the works. I, I am releasing something on um, in two weeks from now. So what's the actual date of the release? Uh, March seventeenth. Okay. It's a Friday. 
uh, at Fourth Cafe on the One Seven One McDermott. I'm releasing a single of mine called Spaceship. Oh, cool. So I'm very excited to just have that out there um, for people to just hear. And it is a song where the band is involved, recorded cool. live. So cool. I think it's a cool representation of um, some of the writing I like to do. Is that self-recorded or did you go somewhere to record it? I recorded it with um, Pajaro Dulce, which is a new studio. Um, and it's in the north end of the city. Okay. Um, so cool i never never heard of that one how new is it is it It, it's um it's within the past year cool cool it's just been set up so um you'll see it um there'll be a little write-up as well you can see some of the stuff that he's worked on as well cool yeah look it up for sure (laughs) we're we're done i'll look it up um is this something is it just being released visually are you putting up physical copies as well or um i'm not going to do physical copies um and there will be a visual uh, because the release itself the song spaceship there is um, a B-side, I want to say, or okay. just an, almost an outro of another tune. And so I'm going to release a video for the outro, oh, cool. which I'm super excited to do. Um, so that's going to be coming out summer. Okay. And is this uh, like a lead up for an eventual album or EP or something like that? Or are you just sticking with the single for now? Um, right now I'm going to be releasing a few singles. Okay. Uh, and the EP... Um, is something I'm working towards, but there's just going to be a lot of music coming out in the form of singles. Okay. Um, but the EP in the next six months definitely cool. going to be out there. I'm cool. excited for that too. Well, I guess a question about, about singles. I mean, singles seems to be a very legitimate way to do it now, especially because the internet, you can just release things mm-hmm. and they're, they're there. People can, can find them. I mean, is that, um, and one of the things I find interesting about the show, having done it, you know, talked to 200 and whatever people uh, over the course of this, is that depending on who the person is, they're idea of how music is consumed or should be consumed or how they prefer to consume music is can be radically different so i mean is 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 this way of releasing singles online is that how you personally consume music i mean is that is that something you do on your own time is that is that why you're doing it that way or yeah so a lot of the music that i do listen to online if i'm not hearing it off of bandcamp yeah or being directed to bandcamp from soundcloud um it's very rare now that i'm purchasing a physical copy of anything okay um, even vinyl. Yeah. Um, it really depends on how uh, profound the artist or the song is to me. That's not, okay. okay. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy this record. But yeah, it is all digital. It's all online. So that's how I release my. That's how I'm thinking to release my music, at least for the beginning stage. Yeah. What I like is that I can do these singles online, but maybe in six months I can I can change my mind and just see. Right now is a, very much a test of what's gonna work. Um, I think my main focus, though, is just that I'm releasing songs and not, like, so a lot of people are saying, okay, just release an EP just so that there's something to gather people towards. Yeah, yeah. In my mind, I've had almost idealized the idea of an EP where it's a collection of things that make sense together. Just like, For sure. Right? So I want there to be some a sense of cohesion. Well, that's, I think that, that takes time. That's really interesting that you say that because... It kind of is almost contrary to the idea of listening to singles digitally because I find that people now I don't want to sound like old man, but people nowadays they'll listen to music in start to finish in, in terms of record. I mean, and I think that one of the things that's lost because of that is that there isn't the same kind of cohesion there used to be on albums. Like some, the example I always use is that I don't I don't dislike, but I ha- haven't been able to get into as much newer hip hop as I did with the '90s stuff because a lot of the '90s stuff would have. You know, one producer for the whole thing, and it's a unified sound, and everything kind of flows well. Whereas now, every track has 16 different features, and the different producer on each track, and they don't connect. I mean, the songs individually could be great, but right. it's not kind of seen as a, as a full thing. Yeah. And it's because, I think, a lot of it is because of the way people consume music nowadays. So it's interesting that you're doing it digitally, but also you want to have that. Like you want people to listen to it as, as, a, as a one unified sort of exactly. idea. Exactly, yeah. When I, when I put an EP out in the future, I want there to be a distinction that, okay, this was... From this same stroke, like uh, like one stroke of the brush, right? Okay. And then like, I'm done with this idea. That's just how I view it. So that's why I've chosen not to do an EP at this point, because just like the writing style and just like the songs I've been writing recently, they don't necessarily flow as okay. seamlessly. So yeah, I'll just take a moment. That makes sense for <laughs> sure. Yeah. So is that something you would actually sit down and write as a, a conceive as a, as a as a unit of all the songs? With, with the similar, whether it's sound or, or, or content or something like that, or is it just something that you think will, will happen organically? I think it could happen either way. For me, it's most likely that um, 
I will at least have it at the back of my head right. that okay, I'm trying, I'm intending to create something with this storyline or this tone to it. Okay. So there's a as long as I'm getting my intent out, but I don't think that um. It doesn't happen where okay on a Monday I'm writing and then on Sunday I'm writing. I I write things and they don't sound anything like each other. That's almost jarring. So okay, okay. I, it's not really a natural thing. When you, uh, I know you mentioned a few times that you play with a, a band sometimes as well. Do, do you have specific songs that are more sort of tailored to the, the larger sound with the other musicians? Or do you just use the same songs and kind of repurpose them uh, for, for working with a bigger group? It's more like the first where there are some songs where if I'm doing a solo gig, I won't even play them if there's okay. no drummer because it's, the, the rhythm is so needed. So 
it's really a treat when I get to play with the band because it takes what I can do, just like with my two hands yeah. and my voice, and it gives just, yeah, everyone's giving the other dimension, and it's fully realizing the songs. Uh, with that being said, there are some songs that I do just perform solo because the band is not necessary for the band to be adding something so grand or something to, right. when it's really meant to be vulnerable or right. understated. And is that something you do at a show while you, while you have the band there anyway? You'll just take a... That's happened once okay. where maybe I've started off a set um, and then the band joins me. They're not necessarily behind me, but they join me after right. quite shortly and say, okay, and then write the band back up. Cool, cool. Yeah. And is, is it, are you hoping at some point to, to work with an even larger band? I mean, you said there's a trio right now, right? Is that, I mean, do you, do you, do you envision <laughs> your songs having, you know, more elements uh, somewhere in the future or maybe taking them in different, different directions based on who you could potentially work with? Yeah, there are shows which I'm working on happening in early summer <laughs> where, <laughs> sirens. Where, where the sirens will be into the song soon. No, no sirens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but what I will say is, yeah, I want... For some songs, yes, some woodwinds. Okay, cool. I would want um, maybe some guitar and keyboard or no keyboard at all. Right. So depending on the song. For live shows, yeah, like I said, in early summer, I'm working on maybe adding some flute. Cool. I'm just really in love with flute and R&B or new soul and yeah. pop music. It's just such a nice mix. So... I'm well, I mean, it works. It works really well, it's depending so on the beautiful. song, I guess. But yeah, yeah. And I guess R and B too. I mean, I know we it's the hard to define genre, right? But there's yeah, so many bands over the years that have been huge. I mean, you can have a full horn section and backup oh, singers sure. and keyboards and everything. Yeah, and it works. Or you can have the stripped down thing, which like what you do with your yeah your stuff. I would say that my a lot of the songs I write end up being or sounding very understated or relaxed, and okay, I can so see that's that, probably yeah. why I don't necessarily call a, a saxophone player or a trumpet player right. or anything that's going to make the tone be incredibly just just hype. Yeah. There's, there is a hype to it, but it's not so much in the sense of a horn section. Well, that brings the energy up so much just because of the volume, right? And just exactly. power sound. Of, yeah. And just, I think right now with what I'm exploring vocally, um, it's not necessarily at the, necessary at the moment, I should okay. say. As far as vocals, are, uh, who are your influences vocally? Who, who do you kind of... Is there anyone you model yourself after that you that you listen to that kind of informs what you do vocally? Um, as for singers that I'm inspired by, I am a really big fan of Amy Winehouse. Okay. Um, I should say, just be vocally. Maybe I don't necessarily try to mold my tone after her because she's well, she like, a very distinct thing that she did. Yeah, right? yeah, almost conversational stream of consciousness, but it's almost a style. Yeah, and how she's able to really sing some melodies that are almost um, like surprising. They kind of shock us. They For don't. Sure. They're not normal to our ears, but because she knows exactly where she's going, or has it. Her song is like just like the, on the back of her hand. She knows it and has internalized it. It's yeah. easy for her. So I, I do like that about her. And I find myself trying to do that with my songs too. Okay. It's just even um, sing it, but not in the most generic way. Something that's going to make me want to hear it again. Okay. Um, so Amy Winehouse would be one. Um, I would also say singers such as um, Esperanza Spalding okay. has, has that same yeah, yeah, yeah. quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and um, she's got the jazz thing too, obviously, like a fairly, fairly. She heavy. does, but I, I think singers who really treat their every word quite tenderly. Okay. Um, I like Frank Ocean. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, when you can just hear that, yeah, it's not just the one line that's important; it's the whole entire song, the whole right. entire phrase. So those types of singers influence me; they move me. Cool. Yeah. Those are good answers. <laughs> you can't, can't argue with that list. It's a pretty good list. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, yeah. Just because, yeah. like, what? Well, yeah, you yeah. can't. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie Wonder. That's it. Yeah, yeah for say sure. Say the name and then let's end it at that. For really, sure, yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't think I know anyone who dislikes Stevie Wonder. If I do, I'd be shocked. It's like. It's not yeah. about those. Right? Yeah, those people are. Yeah, forget that, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so um, you have a show coming up, a release coming up? Yes. And what, what do you want to just remind everyone of the details of that when it's happening? And uh, March 17th. That is Friday at um, 8 p.m. The door is open at 4th Cafe on 171 McDermott. 
It is a C or sorry, a single release for a twin of mine called Spaceship. Okay. Available for download. Um, we've got a really nice show lined up for that evening cool. too. So I'm excited for that. Please come through. Yeah. Is uh, and what, what, if people don't hear that don't 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 don't, don't want to go into the show or they hear this like six months later or something? What's the best way for them to find that single? Like where can they where can they find that? The single will be on SoundCloud. Okay. So SoundCloud is um, ITS Marisol. Okay. So it's Marisol. Um, it will be on Bandcamp and it will be also be on my website Marisol.com. Cool. And we'll link to some of that stuff on the Witch Police page so people can Definitely. can find it. And uh, cool. Okay. Is there anything else coming up that you want to? Gonna plug anything else you have going on in the f- near future? Yeah, so um, I will be playing um, just some solo gigs. So, like you asked, am I planning on expanding the band or working with more? Right now, I'm stripping it down, playing a lot band. of gigs yeah. on my own. So, on um, March eighth, that's a couple days from now, and some on the Wednesdays, except the fifteenth of March, and okay. um, I'm gonna be playing at Albert Street Cocktail. Oh, cool. Um, some would be solo. Some I'll have just like one guest with me. Uh, and then on the 24th and 25th of March, it's a Friday and Saturday, I'll be playing at Hotel Inn at the Forks at oh, the cool. restaurant Smith. Cool. So that will be a fun one. Do you have day. to adjust your set in any way to play something like that? Because it's maybe a different environment than it would be at the other venues? I mean, is there does that come into play when you're figuring out your set list? or It does. Do? Um, with the duo sets, I think... Um, I would take more breaks just to give my own voice a little bit of a rest. Okay. Because when there's Makes a full sense. band, we have more opportunities to just be playing instrumentally. Right. Um, when I'm at the hotel, I think we get to go through songs um, a bit more. Sometimes we're even able to do songs twice and just okay. arrange it a little bit differently. So there's a more opportunity to experiment when they have the longer sets and when the entire band is there versus duo or just by myself. Cool. And the, one other thing, I, I mean, we're going to wrap it up in a minute, but um, do you uh, do you always need to have an instrument on stage? Like, do you do you ever sing just solo? or Because I know a lot of people, they, they, they don't need it, but they feel like they need an instrument, or they prefer to be playing behind something, whether it's a guitar or a keyboard or a horn or anything. Right. Most of my shows, I always have my keyboard, and I'm playing it. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely songs that I'm going to be doing where it might just be the bass and the drums, and I'm not playing for okay. some portions, but... I'm usually the one playing the song underneath with the band. Right. I would. I guess the play... rest is just rhythm, right? I mean, the bass and drums are just. Exactly. Ahead of the, yeah. um, with a guitar player, I've played, and I'm not playing piano at all, and I'm just singing. Okay. But I'm not necessarily singing on my own and just standing there. Right. I'm usually sitting with an instrument in front of me most of the time, okay. definitely. So that's a weird question. <laughs> just uh, something I wonder, because, you know, a lot of people, um, I often find it very strange when you see someone that's. Every time you see them, they're playing an instrument, and then all of a sudden they're not. <laughs> it's just like kind of kind of <laughs> jarring. I mean, obviously you can sing, so I imagine you'd be able to do that, no problem. But it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's... The piano's usually there. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. Well, yeah, people should check out your single. They should go to the show. Um, they should check out your website. Will that have all the event dates and stuff on it? Event as well? dates are on there from March. Cool. All listed. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Okay. And if people want to hear more episodes of this show, uh, go to witchpolice.com. Click on podcasts. Uh, all 200 and whatever episodes are there for free download and streaming so you can go back as far as you want in the archives um, we also air on UMFM on Sunday nights at midnight which is like the best possible time for radio listening <laughs> um, those are older episodes though so uh, this is March beginning of March we're recording this now it might not air till like July or August or something so it's kind of cool because it gives um, each episode sort of a second life I mean people who missed it the first time not that they they can always go back and get it whenever they want but it's just kind of cool to re-promote it and let people know hey if you didn't hear this when it came out in the, in the spring here it is in the summer kind of thing so we do that as well um, we don't have any live shows coming up we do a lot of weird live shows as you would recall <laughs> one the other, a few weeks ago but we have nothing coming up right now I'm sure that'll change uh, in the next few months um, also we have a Patreon page uh, the show the podcast is free it always will be uh, for download and streaming until I eventually stop doing it but um we have a patreon page which is uh, which patreon.com slash witch police and the goal behind that is basically it's like a tip jar if anyone likes what they're doing and they feel like supporting the show you know put in a buck a month or something and you get access to a bunch of extra content from some of our episodes sometimes an extra video or an extra song or something and all the money we raise from that which is uh, not much right now but we're really happy to get it um just goes towards eventually buying new equipment fixing our website keeping the show sort of up and running and yeah so uh, i always feel awkward plugging that but you know, <laughs> good to encourage people to, to support the show. So yeah, uh, that's that's all I got. Um, and uh, thanks a lot for having me. Thank you for having me.